0: what's up good people michael here host of the latest political podcast cuckoo for politics where i am cuckoo and passionate about politics and i'm sure you are too you wouldn't be listening hey so with that in mind grab your favorite libations, whether it be coffee tea water juice beer wine or spirit or two we'll talk about the hot topics that matter to you let's get started This podcast is a follow-up conversation that I had with Sam Jean. As you recall, in the first episode, we talked about the presidential debate. Now we will focus on the vice president debate between Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris. Was it interesting? I thought so. But now we're going to talk to him to get his unique perspective on the optics, the message, and did America really learn anything? So sit back, relax, and again, Sam, Thank you for joining to another episode of Cuckoo for Politics. What's up, good people? Michael here, host of the political podcast, Cuckoo for Politics. I am returning back with Sam Jean, and we were just talking about the debate between Mike Pence and Senator Harris. So we were talking about how Harris laid in that under the vice president, who's the chair of the coronavirus task force has been incompetent about the whole entire time when he knew the information about the COVID since January and that how they went to the Rose Garden event and took no precautions. But it's interesting how no one, if you remember, Sam, I'm going to go back a little. Susan Page asked about the vaccine. If it is produced under the Trump administration, Senator Harris responded, if the scientists, if the doctors approve it, then I'll take it. But she basically turned around and said, but if Donald Trump says the vaccine is um, a good one, she's not going to take it at all. And I don't blame her. I don't think anyone you speak to will not take this vaccine because they don't trust this administration.
1: I mean... But it's amazing that we even have to say that I feel bad when you call me on your podcast and I keep repeating this, but it's true. We're living in a strange time. It's what she said doesn't seem unreasonable to any thinking person based on how these people have behaved and what they've done. Why would you expect this man who only cares about himself and Michael The undercurrent of this debate that nobody talks about is that the president caught COVID. Are you kidding me? The president caught COVID, went to a debate, probably had COVID there. The vice president is probably COVID infected. (laughs) With his red (laughs) eyes. Yeah, but these are the people who they want us to trust if they say, yeah, take this vaccine. I'm not the type of person to take a flu shot, I've never taken a flu shot. But even if I were that type of person, and even if I had to take the vaccine, if the vaccine is developed this quickly under this administration and they brag about that. But part of the reason why vaccines take time is because you want to know all you can know about the vaccine before you present it to the public as safe. Yeah, the pros and, these and guys cons. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, well, these guys are talking about, hey, it's the fastest it's ever been. Well, you know what, buddy? I'd like to slow down on that, okay? <laughs> I uh, wanted to go through the proper channels, not some Donald Trump, this will get me reelected protocol. No, yeah. no. Now, if Dr. Fauci says, this vaccine is safe, it's been tested, human trials, it doesn't have a lot of bad side effects, then people can trust Dr. Fauci because you know why? Dr. Fauci hasn't lied to them. Dr. Fauci wasn't caught on tape in February calling it deadly stuff. And then later saying, ah, it's not that bad. It's like the cold. And then going off to get COVID yourself. Absolute, complete
0: Madness, Michael. Exactly, especially mad- when he he talked about uh, injecting uh, bleach. So how could you believe? So much- <laughs> I mean, I mean, we <laughs> got Michael. Before. We got
1: to take a break on that. Give me a second because I got to laugh off, <laughs> off, off off camera. Pause it, please.
0: What's That's up, okay. <laughs> What's up, good people? Michael here, host of the political podcast, Cuckoo for Politics. As you recall, I was talking to Sam Jean about the debate, the vice president debate. And it was interesting, Sam, as you recall, that every time the moderator asked a question, Pence was excellent at pivoting. So the question came about health care. Senator Harris said, if they continue with the Trump-Pence administration, how they're trying to take away the Affordable Care Act, she looked directly into the camera talking to the American people and saying this is what they're coming after. They're coming after you if you have pre-existing conditions. And then Mike Pence, clearly, I thought it was a strategy in his sense that he pivoted to other whistles like abortion, um, Jerusalem, the Green New Deal. He didn't answer the question about what is the Trump-Pence health care plan because why? They don't have one. Um, But I'm going to go with this one. Let's talk about the Breonna Taylor. They did bring up about the Black Lives Matter. And the law order strategy was the Pence response. And I, I, I like what Senator Harris was talking about, how the, the movement, what it meant to her, and that she would not take a response or a condemnation by the vice president on basically being Black. What's your take?
1: The, the responses just show you the different strategies of each person participating in that debate. To me, Kamala tonight, she seemed authentic. She she seemed like she was just really talking and, and very conversational. And one of the things that I appreciated was when a person made a point I didn't agree with, but they, they presented it in a decent way. They talked about it like we were just two people having a conversation. And so the way that she framed her response to the Bre- Breonna Taylor, any reasonable person is going to listen to that and say she believes this. And also, even if I don't agree with her, it's, it's not as if she's saying something offensive. Trump's, uh, uh, Trump, n- notice how I, I said Trump instead of Pence. But but they say the same thing. But that's what he was doing tonight. But their pivot is to talk about rioting and looting. Uh, Their pivot is to to make it seem like Joe Biden hates police. They pivot to who's going to keep people safer. And then they turn to national security and talk about Joe Biden again and Obama being responsible for the death of a of a, a young american in the hands of at the hands of ISIS so their whole thing is they aren't talking to most of america they're just talking to their particular group of people and i think their strategy is that as long as their people come out they just need to bleed a little bit more and they might win again because they think that they did it once, maybe they could do it again. But this time, it's not like last time. As much as you want people to hate Joe Biden, when people look at him,
0: they don't want to hate him. No. He's not that radical that they're trying to project but that I, image of him.
1: I mean, radical. I, I, Joe Biden is about as millet toast as you can get. he he, he's 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 generic but he's generic in that decent old guy kind of way and and so it's really hard to sell people to dislike him now my guy it's not that people dislike him either like bernie sanders but but they can paint Bernie Sanders as being a wild man because in people's imaginations, that's what a wild man looks like. Bernie Sanders. Right. And, mm-hmm. and a not wild guy looks like Joe Biden. So so they're they're swinging for the fences and hoping that some ridiculous arguments of theirs seep through and maybe convinces someone who's not already convinced. But I doubt it they're talking to their base because they're not talking to the rest of America. Cause if they think that the rest of America is going to sit here and think that they didn't play politics with the virus, when they heard the president in his own words, say it was deadly stuff, but he's going to keep it because he doesn't want people to panic. It's
0: just, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I, what I'm shocked with is that, you know, in a few minutes, as I read the threads on social media, as I read the opinion pages on, in the newspaper, and other, you're going to hear uh, even Fox. I, I watch Fox News just to see what they're saying. And it's amazing. I feel like they're in a twilight zone when I watch the news there. You know what it is? I feel like, I'll take that back. You, you remember, you've seen images of Kim, June, Kim, yeah, yeah, North Korean, yeah, and you see how the the when they show the press about when they talk about him, there's a woman that gives praises to him. Yes, I feel like when you look at Fox and Friends, all they do is give praises. They don't critique. I mean, they'll critique. They'll do a softball here and there, but they just praise him like he is the second coming.
1: But you have to understand one. They know he watches the show, but it's also, we all know what Fox is outside of a few anchors here and there. We all know that Fox News is the arm of the Republican Party. That's what it is. That's what it wants to be. And I have lost my capacity to be shocked at what they will say In support of the president. I've lost my capacity to be shocked what the president will say, what the president will do. If, If I'm picking questions for a debate, I want the candidate to explain to me how the president of the United States caught COVID. And needed oxygen. I want to know that.
0: Yeah, and you'll see his deflectors or his defenders. They'll talk about everything else except the policy or the character of their president, of their guy, and that's what always baffles me. And I've, I've talked to someone who says, "Well, it's the media. It's the media. You guys are talking bad about him." It. It's like talking bad about him. He makes it so easy. He makes it very serious. I mean, you can't you can't take him you can't take him for serious, but he has no, he has a zero credibility, zero credibility, Trump administration. There's no question about that.
1: There's no reason why anyone would ever believe them about anything. My, my approach to them would be that they have to prove that they are telling the truth because they've lost all credibility. If they ever even had, because when Trump came into office, I certainly did not expect him to be a truth-teller. What I, what I wasn't anticipating was how many people would go along with the, the depraved nature of what they're doing. And by, by depraved nature, I mean, like, the extent that they will go to just lie about things that you shouldn't lie about. Well, they're lying about the president's
0: hell. They're lying about the fact that Donald Trump came in defense of, um, what do you call it, during the, what is it, the torches, the the Virginia incident. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, they, in, talk- in Charlottesville. In Charlottesville, uh, yeah. yes. I, I, they're talking about how he defended. I'm like, the way that, if you heard the response that Pence said, he's, they said basically, well, Trump is not a racist. His grandchildren is Jewish. What? I immediately responded. I thought of like, when the, the white master says I'm not a racist I have my black um, people on the field how Why am I a racist
1: how, how about this I mean and, and it's not funny I'm not a racist I'm a white slave owner who has ch- black children right <laughs> I'm not a racist I couldn't possibly be a racist if your defense is he's not anti semitic because his, he has Jewish grandchildren if that's the best response, you can't say he's not anti-Semitic because he's done A, B, C, D, E, F. And I'm not talking about Israel stuff, okay, because, that, because that's different. What they've done is they've conflated support with Israel with Semitism in some way, right? And so if, if you don't necessarily, and so what they'll say is, hey, you don't support Israel's policy, then you're an anti-Semite. And that's what they've said about Joe Biden. But this is a guy. That's what I said
0: about President Obama. Too. Yeah,
1: this Obama. Now, what if Obama was like, hey, I'm not anti-Semitic. My chief of staff is Jewish, right? Like, <laughs> oh, like God. that wasn't good enough for them. Th- these are just not good defenses. And when he was pivoting to, 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 to Trump, and 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 immigration and all this stuff. I was like, that's not what you want to pivot to. You have to pivot and then, and then Harris came in about and, and started talking about Trump as a racist, right? These are things that people know about Donald Trump, which are not solids for him. They're, they're not, they're not good things for him. And what Trump did is for the people who don't like him or the people who were supposedly on the fence of him, these are not good, but for his people, they don't care. And so they played to those people. Uh, but she behaved differently than I thought. Like, like I said earlier, he is not good at playing the jerk. It, it, it just doesn't go for him based on what his public persona is. And so now people are going to look at you and go, whoa, who's that person?
0: And that was the real Mike Pence who showed up. It's interesting. I'm going to be looking at the um, post analysis from others to see what their opinion is. I believe Senator Harris came. I was kind of questioning if she was going to be ha- be able to handle herself toe to toe. I think she proved it. She in in and what we say she clapped back when needed to. I love that she stood her ground by far. Um, it's disappointing that. We're going to still see people who will defend Trump regardless. And that's their man. They, can't, they don't see a flaw in him whatsoever. And that's when we will talk about like the cult personality. You know what? I think I remember you saying that you were, um, you were brought up in a Republican household or you had Republican leanings at one point.
1: Yeah, when I was a little younger, I was just a different kind of kid <laughs> and, and well, I was into some different things. And I was trying to look at politics differently than everyone around me. But the basis for my initial flirtation with republicanism is the way I was
0: raised. Which is something um, I'll have to, if you don't mind, invite you back so we could talk about that little backstory.
1: Sure. Because because when people hear me now, I am. I am very far left, and I'm proud of that. It doesn't bring me any shame, any concern at all. I, I like it. it. It suits me. I think that that's where I'm supposed to be politically. Um, and the mm-hmm. thing is, it's okay to evolve. There's nothing wrong no, with and, evolving. And, and for me, the things that I thought that were important when I was younger, those things are important to me now, but I view them so much differently. And, and I think that even though the Democratic Party as constituted does not represent where I think we should be politically, when I compare them to the Republican Party, there are more people who think like me who are currently in the Democratic Party and trying to change it than there are people who think like me who are in the Republican Party.
0: And we'll definitely have to pick up on that one because that 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 seems like a whole podcast series right then and there, the 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 changes or the evolution of the party because we could go historically and to present day to the party of family values to the party of QAnon. I, I, that's how what I would have to say. You know what? It's interesting. Um, and I want to close, but I, something that also commented about the debate: Senator Harris called Mike Pence out when she said that he voted against the auto bailout. I thought that, too, was sh- sh- showing that they're not for you. The Trump-Pence administration is not for you. And they t- she talked about the Affordable Care Act. Again, they're not yeah, for you. It, this it, is why it was, you need to vote. It was a
1: curious tactic because also um, when Pence was saying that people are going to get a tax hike, she said, no, uh, the only people's taxes who are going to go up are people who make more than 400000 when the country hears that, even if they believe you're going to raise taxes, when they hear that, that, that that's, a, that's a full stop. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, when you hear that, you pause. Because you're like, oh, well, that sounds like that's the way it should be. <laughs> right? Like most people, yeah. go, well, that just sounds like that, that's the way it should be. And and those kinds of issues are winning issues for the candidate. But back to this to, to this Trump Pence, the, their tactics for the debate just seem similar. I mean, Trump was was just. He, well, he, he was off his he, meds. He, no, he was on his meds, Michael. <laughs> the steroid <laughs> treatment he was getting must have just, I mean, the man was on tilt, okay? So he was definitely on something and strike that. He appeared to have an incredible amount of energy. And it just kept... And he seemed to be... Remember I was saying he was like euphoric. He was just out of control. It just kept going louder and louder and louder. So they said that one of the side effects of the drugs he's taking now is this sense of euphoria, delirium, you know? So maybe he was on that before and I I have no idea. Uh, And and now... I think it was that way when he got emongruated. Basically, I am baselessly speculating. But this is where the administration uh, puts you. But back to the debate style, it, it was weird to me that Pence, Pence was going to try to beat Trump. He was just going to try to be a jerk all night. And after a while, it may work for a little bit, but when it's constant, 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 my suspicion is he didn't come off looking great. And, and if I were, and I'm, and I'm offended, and, and, and the women demographic that they covet so much they didn't find it appealing either
0: no no not at all not at all not at all i have to say with with this debate hopefully this will change some minds <laughs> yeah, uh, come on michael lean towards michael seriously though all kidding aside right in a in
1: a 2020 where pre- Trump has been president for this long, we're now less than 30 days from the election, 27, something like whatever it is, days from the election. What would you think of a citizen who didn't know what they were going to do? Because like what else needs to happen to convince... I know. Like, I- all the terrible things that was- we thought could happen couldn't move them. We have a pandemic You have hundreds of thousands of Americans dead. And, Michael, I'm a reasonable person. I don't put that at the feet of Trump in the beginning. Right? A pandemic is happening. Gears are moving. You didn't create it. Right? So, in this sense, this is an opportunity for you to shine. And what does he do? He downplays it he turns it political, he's worried about his reelection. And the only thing he has, he believes in the polling, and this is before COVID really explodes, is the economy. So the economy must keep moving at all costs. And if that means downplaying it, letting people be at risk, strategically deciding who gets to come, who gets to go, making exemptions for businesses, doing all that stuff, and then when the pandemic happens, not even mobilizing the federal government in a way to actually curtail deaths and help states. They were, they were, they were woefully no, I... incompetent and, and, and not following the direction of the experts they should be following because they perceive the issue to be political. So the things they could do, Jared Kushner, it's reported extensively, and nobody covers it. But Jared Kushner and Trump's thing was, oh, this is really happening in blue states. Ah, eh. we don't have we don't have to no, pay attention wasn't. that much, right? These aren't our people.
0: The audacity to even say that he's not. He's the president of the United States, but only the president of the United States. But that's the logic. That basically? But the
1: way that they see governance and how they triangulate it is they, everybody else is the enemy. And when you perceive everybody else as the enemy, you don't listen to him. He's, he's, such, he's so bad at his job. He's so bad at his job. And it's amazing to me that people continue to
0: believe that he's great at his job. Do you think they have regrets? Oh no, let me let me strike that. Do you think they just can't believe that the guy that they supported is failing miserably, but they have to defend him? That they have they can't say that they they made a mistake. Because again, this goes to another probably subject um, podcast. But I just don't. I'm just mind boggled how they just won't accept and acknowledge that. This guy is a complete screw up. Well, people have
1: people have a hard time admitting they're wrong and admitting their mistakes. But I think I think it's a little bit deeper than that. And and I don't want to play arm psychologist, armchair psychologist. And whenever somebody says that, that's exactly what they're going to do. But I I think that part of the problem is that they self-identify with Trump in a way that they don't identify with other candidates. And so they don't perceive themselves to be racist. So many of them, right? They don't perceive themselves to be bad people. So how could Trump be a bad person? He's like them. I mean, it's part of the delusion. Right? Because he's nothing like them. The majority of his supporters, the the secular poor ones, he doesn't respect them. And then the non-secular evangelicals he has no respect for them none but they want to believe that he is an instrument of god and that's how they sell it to themselves he's an instrument of god but 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 what's happened is in the beginning it was he's an instrument of god uh, we don't like the tactics or we're not comfortable
0: with them but now they're very comfortable with them yo you, you this is going to be our teaser for a future podcast on the transformation of the Republican party. How did it change? Uh, um, Where did it go from there? Was it, do we, do we blame the vice president candidate? uh, What's her name? Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Do we blame Sarah Palin? Because she started, I feel like she started that whole trend of questioning and um, allowing conspiracy theories to infiltrate the McCain um presidential campaign. I don't know.
1: I, I mean I think I think she's representative bizarre. of the madness that has happened in terms of the intellectual capacity of the stars of the Republican Party. And Sarah Palin is seemingly still popular, but Trump has overtaken her. Me, meanwhile, yeah, <laughs> meanwhile personality. Sarah Palin is probably more competent than Donald Trump. <laughs> Whoa. And that's no, not but I, but much the much for a person who doesn't read. I say that facetiously, but it's real. And, and we don't perceive her to be a person who's super competent.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Well, Sam, this has been an enjoyable conversation. If you don't mind, I would definitely like to bring you back to the show where we could talk about and we'll be specific. I, w- I definitely want to get to know more about your, you know, backstory. I think our listeners will be interested about your backstory along with your evolution. Um, because I think it kind of resonates with others as well. Um, so if you have the time, because I know you're a big, a big time oh, lawyer. Stop. So uh, we'll try oh, to. stop. My <laughs>
1: I'm trying, I'm trying to be You, don't, you don't- uh, retired and, and move on to something else. Who knows? But, um. But I have time for you, Mike. We've been friends for a while, so uh, and 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 my suspicion is that the things we talk about will will trigger some people, <laughs> either good or bad. You know, uh-uh. it'll be like, oh, that's when he went crazy, <laughs> or it'll be like, oh, that's when he saw the light. It'll be interesting.
0: You know, I think it'll be. I think our listeners will like it. I think they'll be very interested. And I actually want to hit more on. Um, specific topics, not only just the presidential uh, debate, but also um, other points on immigration and probably um, other issues of race that matters and religion. Um, Definitely want to talk about those topics. So with that in mind, this is Michael, host of the political podcast, Group for Politics. Thank you, Sam Jean, for joining us and hope to see you again on a future podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the vice presidential debate has concluded and it's in the record books. Thank you, Sam Jean, for joining KUKA for Politics, because it was wonderful to have you on the show for a lively debate and to get your unique perspective, as always, on the issues that matter. Now, I have to admit, I was very impressed with Senator Harris. I like the fact she called out the incompetence of the administration. I like the fact that she conveyed the message with most Americans feel they will not trust the vaccine if Donald Trump says it's okay, because we all know from historically, vaccines must be tested and proven, and this Operation Warp Speed ain't cutting it. She clearly said Donald Trump has not unified the country. It continues to be divided. He has not shown any empathy to people outside his circle, his base. I like the fact that Senator Harris stood up to Pence and called him out when he was wrong. The fact that the economy is so critical in this conjuncture during this pandemic, she called him out and says, where, where were you when the auto industry needed to be bailed out as he voted against it? Granted, Pence, when asked about health care, he used a dog whistle and used, talked about the Green New Deal, Jerusalem. Law and order. Granted, those are topics that need to be raised, but it didn't address the question of health care. Why is that? That means you don't have a plan. The Trump administration never had a plan to begin with. That's why even when they had the House and the Senate and it was voted upon, no alternative was ever presented by the executive branch or members of Congress. That's why the Affordable Care Act is so critical, especially during the pandemic. As he gets the president, gets all the best health care, he is in courts trying to take away our health care. Unbelievable. We lost global respect under this Trump administration. And that's, a, that's, not, that's not even to be debated. That's already clear. Although Senator Harris did not answer the question about packing the courts as clear as one may have wanted, I like the fact that she she pivoted the question and responded in a way by saying Trump has packed the courts with conservative justices and they are all white, reflecting that the justices that have been selected and appointed to lifetime appointments do not represent the mosaic and cosmopolitan of our country. Now, for Senator Pence, I'm sorry, Vice President Pence, he clearly came to show support of his man, the president. He was passionate and concise. But when the question asked about how come the president did not denounce white supremacy, his response is that Trump is not a racist. He has Jewish children. Now, we made that comment earlier, but really? Come on now. Now. Come on, son, as we would say. That's clearly not any way to show that you're not a racist. More on that subject will be on a later podcast, as I invited Sam Jean back to Cuckoo for Politics to talk about such issues like this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you will come back. Hopefully you learned some insight on the matter Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook under Cuckoo for Politics. As always, be safe until we meet again. Peace.